Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. So how you doing? Man, it's been a long time. It's been a very, very, very long time, man. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Um, yeah, life is, uh, is very interesting for me, but uh, I'm doing pretty, pretty well right now, yeah. so... I know I, a lot of interesting stuff going on with you. It looks like you're um, <laughs> um, pursuing a dream here. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing my acting thing. Uh, still kind of playing with that. Um, you know, I started that in '96 when uh, uh, I moved to Colorado in '93. So '96, I started mo- doing movies. That's when I did that first film, the Three Ninjas movie at Elitch's. Yeah. And it's just it, it just kind of took off from there. So um, the last. Uh, Probably like six years, it's been a little bit chaotic as far as like opportunities and being able to be on projects and do things, commercials, movies, or something like that. So it's been a good run. It's been a very good run. COVID, of course, you know, shut everything down, but it's picking back up. It again. is packing back, picking back up. It's awesome. awesome. It is, yeah, yeah. I keep getting information from my agent about you know doing auditions and such, and you know sending self tapes in. It's that's the nice thing about it. It's like instead of doing in person auditioning now, it's primarily we just do self tapes and. So you're used yeah, to this stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it gives me an opportunity to actually, you know, not have to scramble at the last minute to do, you know, a one shot and that's it. You know, you walk into an audition room and you get one take essentially to do it unless they give you other direction to kind of do it again. And other than that, you're out the door. Yeah. So when you do a self tape, you can do over and over and over again. Well, no, I don't like that delivery. No, I don't like this one. I like that one. I just, I make the right one for me and send it off. So awesome. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Are you really hard on yourself? Uh, oh, yes, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate auditioning. I, ca- I cannot audition yeah. for the life of me. When I get on a film project, it's fine. I can do the character. I can do, you know, good work. But it's always in the audition process. I just cannot, you know, for the most part, I don't nail them that well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you're that, enjoying it's it. Anxiety. But you're enjoying it. Yeah, I am. It's uh, it's 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 more of a hobby, but you know. Um, I get an opportunity to do it, so I, I, I think of it as a second career, a hobby career at this point. Um, yeah. I still need a full-time job, which is what I'm still doing in, in my, my profession. I still do the private security yeah. you know, for shopping centers. So, How long have you been doing that it, for now? God, it's now been 24 years, I think. Wow, man. I've been doing it. Yeah, four different shopping centers in the Denver market. Uh-huh. Uh, currently, I run the biggest shopping center in Denver with Park Meadows. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now for the last uh, two and a half, three years. How's that mall doing? Uh, it's good. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I mean, we're struggling too with like, we lose stores because of COVID. Yeah. Um, with the shutdown and everyone's taking that opportunity to kind of like, okay, I'm bailing, you know, we're going to, we're going to kick the lease and all that stuff. So we've, we've had some vacancies pop yeah. up here and there, especially this last two months. But traffic wise, I mean, it's getting insane. It's going back to almost Park Meadows standards at this point. I mean, this weekend was spring break for kids here. We were slammed. I mean, wow. it was, I mean, beyond like people wearing masks in my mall, there really is no fear of COVID in that shopping center <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's insane to see how crazy that mall is. I don't, I mean, I talked to some of my friends that are still in the industry, you know, my old properties at like Colorado Mills and Southwest Plaza. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, even Cherry Creek for that matter, and I just don't think they have the traffic drive that we have, unfortunately, for them. But it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fortunate for us, but at the same time, it's like, oh my God, how do we, how do we control all this in the middle of a pandemic? Just so everybody knows, uh, I've this is the first time I've caught up with Sam in a long time. 
But me and Sam used to work, he was security at, like you mentioned earlier, Southwest Plaza yeah. in Littleton, Colorado. Bonded with him right away. We had a really good uh, relationship. We've seen some crazy things, which I, I think we'll maybe bring some of that up here in the... Um... Let's throw it on that memory lane. I'm good with that. Cool. Right on, man. I, I love hearing that. Cool. There's a, a lot of different things. First off, I, I want to... Were you there during the whole Columbine thing? All right, so you were there. That was that stuff that happened so quickly to the point where a lot of it's a flash. Um, you know, for me and my end, you know, having the kids that worked with me that went to that school, that was real difficult for right. me. But for you, even too, I mean, knowing you know just the people that work oh. there and the whole situation, it was it was pretty difficult, man. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret that nobody ever knew. Uh-huh. Uh huh. With that, you know, our security vehicles while we were on at, at the mall because we had connections with Jefferson County Sheriff. That's who yep. you know, responded to all of our our calls for service and stuff for the shopping center. Unincorporated Jefferson County that we had their radios essentially a police scanner essentially in our security vehicles. So. My guys first heard it all go down on the radio Wow! about what was going on across the street at that time. And, of course, you know, the shopping center is literally across the street, essentially, from the park, which is in, right next to the school. So yes, yes. When all that went down and everyone went scattering in all different directions, I mean, people ran in the neighborhoods, people ran to the businesses and, you know, all that stuff. And, and people ended up coming to the mall, and we had to literally shut that mall down. I remember all this. They sent us a little bit of resource from the police department while they all responded to the school, but... You know, once they fired, started finding out that people were coming over, then we had to lock it all down. We had, I remember, I remember crowding. We had to crowd a bunch of kids and people into the into the food court at that time. We had to figure out how we were going to get responses from parents to come pick up from there instead of you know other triage or reunion centers and things of that nature. So we literally had that as our reunion center for the mall itself, and I had mm-hmm. to do all that. Mm-hmm. And then when we had the the vigil, you know, the after the aftermath the vigil, you know, but almost a year later, whatever it was, we ended up locking them all down or shutting them all down, and we literally parked thousands of cars on our property for you know the, the ceremony that they did with it yeah so that, that was a that was an interesting time back then just to hear all the, the, the radio call outs and stuff and the chaos that you know was going on and i mean for you to um, what position were you in at that point were you supervisor at that I point i think i might have been the assistant director at that time so, yeah mm-hmm. or at that time yeah I remember my district manager at that time, Steve Cornbluth, was visiting me that day. At first, we weren't, you know, like, what's going on here? I mean, it was unusually slow right. to the point where, like, even during lunchtime, it was like, I, I'm not sure about what the timetable was on everything there, but we just thought, wow, this is unusually slow. And then the word got out, and then I, we had a place that was selling furniture, I think a couple of stores down. They had a TV in there, and we were all watching on the TV and everything. And, um, yeah. That to me, it's like one of those moments in time when people don't realize that, like four twenty is like a joke now with everybody with marijuana. To me, that that four twenty date will always be that day forever. Right. It was something that it was hard seeing the kids. There's a few that didn't even want to come back to work after that. You could just see this sure. look in their eyes that you were like, just to go through something like that is very very um traumatic and i i know there's a documentary out on a lot of the kids that were involved with a lot of that and saw a lot of their friends and uh i gotta say that you have always done a really good job when i was there to make sure things were done and done right oh thank you i i mean it a lot man thank you so much yeah you well i will tell you we're no far blark you know Uh, (laughs) you did not do us justice whatsoever Yeah. I, I mean, I take the job seriously, and even now, it, you know, I, we went through that, and then when I finally got promoted to director at Southwest there, then it was literally two days before 9-11 happened. Wow. And I had to shut them all down for that one. 
and evacuate everybody out and take everybody to go home and then we were in lockdown for a couple of days oh, so right. you know, i was there for that and so it's been a it's been an interesting career for myself in this industry you you literally have to become more than just that observe and report mall cop kind of thing it, you know, you, we are now becoming active shooter uh, experts we're now becoming yes. terrorism experts where you know we're dealing with so many things I mean, and what people don't really realize about happens in shopping centers is that it's like a mini city it operates as a mini city oh for sure and with that comes you know city crime you know city mm-hmm. situations and such so i mean I've, I've dealt with the gamut when it comes to my career field with oh, almost yes. everything imaginable i've had an opportunity to have some sort of experience in which yeah. It's kind of crazy when I think about it now. <laughs> you know, all the things I've seen and witnessed or responded to and helped mitigate problems and such, it's, it's yeah. crazy. One thing I hope they definitely are compensating and training you guys You know, to the point where you feel like you are a big asset when it comes to like trolling and protecting and, mm-hmm. and making sure our safety is really good. And yeah. when a big facility like that um, comes into play, you know, there's a lot of stress that come, come along with it too. And what's one thing you've always seemed to handle things very well, even when it was a stressful situation. And that's one thing I noticed about you, too. I mean, for example, I I was thinking back to some of the things that we had to deal with. I had a break in in the store I was at. I worked at a a, Thanksgiving night, Black Friday. Oh, my gosh. And uh, (laughs) we had to get our company involved. And it was like we went back and we, we did some video surveillance and. Mm-hmm. My security. It, it was, was my officers. Yeah, it was all my officers. That's right. Uh, my graveyard crew. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a bad. That was hard to get over. Did you beat yourself was, up uh, about that? I did. I did. Oh really. man, uh, you I don't. Was the assistant director at that time. I knew that for sure because Donna, my my, was the director at that time. The yeah. Female. Yeah. Um. Uh, and she, yeah, you know, I remember getting a phone call. She's like, "I need you here tonight. Uh, we just had an incident. Come down here. Uh, we're gonna have some coverages that we need to cover tonight for overnights and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay." So I get down there. and if I get briefed into what's going on, I'm like, oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. And I remember, I remember coming up to your store and seeing you and, uh, you know, the police are all there and, you know, taking information and, you know, my boss is there and everything like that. And the last, the first thing you said, the first thing you said when I walked in the door, dude, I'm so glad it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. of friendship and I would always come in and say hi. And, you know, we, we were, we were good friends, friends, man. Yeah, we would shoot the, we would shoot the, the stuff all the day. Yeah. You know, talk about pop culture, music, and, and, and all the stuff in your store and all the stuff. And so I was like, I, 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 I kind of felt the sense of like, oh, my God. This guy's been playing this entire time, and he's been bur- burglarizing my store. This is crap. And then the second that I walked in, I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" It's like I'm just so glad it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> I <remember> that vividly. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, you know, and that's one thing. Like I said earlier in the, you know, our conversation, is that that's you build these friendships, and you, you know, you lose touch with people, and you get back in touch with people. But one thing, I mean, even through thankfully through Facebook, is that we've been able to kind of see some of these friendships still stay around and that's one thing i noticed yeah. with you i mean we've had both me and you had had have had our ups and downs seeing you doing this acting is just made me so happy because i remember back in the day when you would do the batman thing at the um elitz yeah. gardens and stuff like that and just uh-huh. just it's great to really see you do a lot of that and uh thank you yeah i still think about that as fun, fun memories too i mean almost like i can go back to those memories at, at elitz's and doing the batman sun show and just like it was like yesterday essentially yeah i mean the stories that i got to, the, to experience there the things i got to experience there the the people that i met the uh, the opportunities that i had to do with it i mean it, it was a really fun time I'm, I'm sad i only did it the one year the opening year yeah um i kind of wish i would have did it you know further but you know my career was kind of you know taking off at that point with security so i just kind of like decided no that's it i'm done it was a great opportunity it's time to move on 
Uh, I was also in the middle of doing a movie at that time when that happened, so the acting thing was kind of a bigger thing for me. So I'm like, no, this is this is where I need to go. So, <laughs> but I have a lot of strong fond memories with that. And full disclosure, I hope nobody from the old parks or you know whatever get into this. <laughs> but I do have my original Robin mask from the actual set from the set. Nice. Um, I didn't take it. I wanted to take it before I left, but I didn't take it. A buddy of mine did that was on the show with me later on down the road and he just surprised me with it. And it is physically my mask. There's wow. a blemish on the mask that uh, I always knew was mine because we had two Robins and uh, uh-huh. we both had our own sets of uh, costume and, and he found my specific one. So I have that in his stories right now and it's, it's in Shadow Box and everything. It's pretty nice. Cool. <laughs> was, that made, was that made by actually like the company and stuff to, for all those uh, little setups? Uh, it kind of was. It, it yeah. In a sense because it was Warner Brothers own. Yeah, yeah. So they did a really good job as far as authentication of the actual outfits, uh, minus like some things. Like, instead of that being full on rubber with the, the muscles on the arms and legs, it was, you know, it had inserts, but it was neoprene instead over it. Okay. So. Do you like, did you like doing stuff like that? Do you try to do that stuff kind of like in movies and stuff too when you do that? Or like as far as playing yeah, a yeah, character? Uh, I'm a geeky culture nerd, pop culture nerd. Oh, yeah. So am I. So um, I go to Comic-Cons all the time. Yes. Um, You know, I do the Renaissance festivals. I do whatever I can and dress up. So I have costumes that I want to get down the road and and cosplay. I really love to cosplay or whatever, talk about cosplay. So Mm -hmm. I want to redo and get an actual Robin suit that's very similar to it. I found companies that actually make them pretty authentic that you can custom order from these people and you know get mm-hmm. those, those outfits back and stuff so one day uh it's on the cards to get get an outfit back and be robin one more time right <laughs> on maybe dude. even make a fan film you know yeah since that's so popular right now and then you know just doing the continuing the acting thing forward you know i've had great experiences for certain movies that i got to do and some of them are out right now i mean just, i got four of them right now physically on amazon prime right now that you can stream and watch can you name them been in. yeah uh, so one of them is dragon hawk um, that was shot in 1999, 2000. And that's that's on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime membership, it's there for free to watch. And then there's another one called Gathering of Heroes, Legend of the Seven Swords. Uh, we shot that in 2008. Um, it was a fantasy film. It's not very good, but, you know, hey, we did it. It's fun. Nobody so else can really say you fun, get to yeah. do one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but that is also on Amazon Prime, uh, and I play a pretty big part in that one. Then there was one uh, called the uh, Star Raiders, The Adventures of Saber Rain. And that one starred Casper Van Dien from Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah, I think and I remember the... Yeah. yeah, and I actually had a you know, fun little acting scene with him uh, in the very beginning of the movie. You, you see me there, it's great. The newest one that just dropped literally this month, this last uh, last week or two weeks ago, is uh, another movie called The Healing Garden. I have a very, very tiny part, and I did a stunt for the lead actor and had to take a stair fall or something. But it's a really heartfelt kind of like family movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just dropped on uh, Amazon Prime, and then it's actually coming to DVD and all that stuff here in the next week. So You said stunt work. Yeah. W- would that be something you'd like to do also more, or are you more like you really want to stick with the acting? Uh, you know what? Uh, well, first off, I joined the industry being a stuntman. I got yep. trained to be a stuntman. And okay. I'm a showman at heart, as you know. <laughs> uh, so I love to be in the action. And uh, so I would say that first and foremost, I'll always be tied to stunts. But I will say... You know, as we are up in our age now, it's a little bit harder to get off the ground sometimes. Yes. And the recovery takes a little bit longer. So, you know, I am enjoying the acting side of things too more because I don't have to, like, be in pain the next morning when I get up for the next day to go on set. But I still, but I will still always miss the action piece of it. So I'll always kind of have a tie back to the stunts. But the good thing too is being a trained stuntman and an actor, no stunt double for me. So, there you go. I get to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. You're regular Tom Cruise there. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that he does. Yeah. How passionate he gets involved in his projects. I mean, you got to give that man so much respect. Exactly. People like me, if I like get hired onto his movie and I have to like double him or something like that, I'm not going to be working much because he's doing it on his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting off the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine me and that person on that call sheet. Like, oh, right. I'm not going <laughs> to do much here. I'm actually looking very forward to seeing that new Top Gun movie, man. That looks yes. so oh my God, yeah. awesome. So awesome. Look at what he did for that. I, I mean, know. He got so involved with that project. He said, no, look, we did something We did something so iconic the first time around, and everyone then tried to copy it. You know, Iron Eagle came out. Oh, I know. So they're all behind enemy lines and all this stuff. Anything that did those kind of like jet movies could never capture the realism that they did in Top Gun yeah. for whatever reason, whatever they did with it. And then now to see this version and the then step up the level and then saying, yes, yeah, they stepped it up majorly. I mean, he was trained to fly a freaking jet, a fighter jet and, and do the real shots in camera and then put all these cameras everywhere and do the real thing. You know, experiencing people that like, what does it look like when you're really pulling those hard G's and you know, see the face drop and every actor that he's working with had to go through the same rigorous training. Like, oh, yeah. insane. First off, how do you get insurance to allow that to Exactly. Happen? All these actors you're kind of referencing, I think the same thing we saw there and that's behind the scenes video that, better, yeah. yeah, the whole like, you could see like, somebody passing out you can see somebody almost getting sick he's keeping his shit together you know it's like <laughs> man it's I, i'm really looking forward to it and i can't wait for it to get released in imax i can see now why they why they waited to release it i mean i'd rather go see that it's in the smart. that's the way I, it was the fact that you know there's like streaming and release at the same time like hbo max and you know netflix and doing that kind of thing where they're bringing out mm -hmm. you know, first run movies right off the bat but at the same time you know i do miss the theater experience and yeah. there's certain things you just have to experience in the theater versus at home yeah. And Top Gun 2 is definitely one of those ones. So when it yeah. comes to those movies, I mean, is that kind of kind of the genres you like to see yourself do, stuff like that? Definitely. I mean, that's all action for me. Because uh, mm -hmm. most of the time in stunts, it's really about a lot of action-coordinated pieces. I mean, there's certain movies where they have a little stunt you have to do because, you know, there's yeah. some calls for it, but it's not like a constant thing. Yeah. Yes, I'm always about the action movies. Okay. One day, hopefully, maybe... You know, if I'm very fortunate in my career to finally get to the Hollywood mark, essentially, I would love to be on a Michael Bay movie and see his action pieces and yeah. how he shoots things and, you know, the, the, the meticulous things that they do with it. Or a Marvel set, you know, I mean, those those action pieces they do in Marvel movies are insane. You know, Sam yeah. Hargrave, one of the coolest stunt guys out there, has made a name for himself so much and is now a unit director and, you know, doing his own thing, who was Chris Evans' stunt double for all mm -hmm. the Marvel movies. You know, he's really good and talented at what he does. And Same thing with uh, the the guy that did the John Wick movies. He did all the the guy that directed yeah. all those did all the Matrix Matrix yeah. action scenes and stuff. And to see him yeah. now do the John Wick movies, I, I love those movies. I think they're yeah, John Wick. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Which I'm excited to see Matrix Four. You know, to see how that looks. Have you seen Extraction? Um, which one's Extraction? With Chris Hemsworth. So uh, that Sam Hargrave, which is the Captain America stunt double, that he directed that entire movie. And because he's a stunt trained person, the action sequences are just top notch. Wow. I mean, he does a lot of one shot action sequence pieces with camera where there's no there's no cuts, no nothing. It's just a continuous shot. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, he did a fantastic job. And the movie's great. I mean, Chris Edward is awesome. Yeah. The idea and premise behind it, what the story is, is, is pretty, you know, compelling and fun. But the action sequences, I think, mean, it's oh, blows my mind. It's amazing. Back to, like, some of our Southwest Plaza days. Mm -hmm. We're going to tie it in with a little bit of music here. So we used to do these in-stores all the time there. And you remember those? Yeah, when you bring in... Uh, it was yeah. definitely a younger teeny bop kind of people we always would have in there. I think almost every person that came in that store for for one of those. Well, Brooke Allison, I think, was one of yeah, them. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. We I, had Youngstown. 
Yes, Youngstown. Oh my gosh, holy cow. I forgot yeah. about that until you said something. Dream and Innocence. Remember that one? Oh, yes, of course. How could so you? That one, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. I, I always like, am amazed by that one because I remember when they came to the mall, we had to go you know, set the, the, set the stage up and everything and, and get ready for the concert and stuff. And we had about, what, 5,000 screaming kids? Yes. In the mall for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then so the tour buses show up, we bring them to the management office, get them in the staging room, in the green rooms, all that stuff. And we get introduced to everybody. So you know, the girls are innocent. And these younger girls were like 15, 14 years old, that, that big little group called Dream. Yeah. And we're like, okay, great. You know, nice to meet everybody, by the way. And I hear some of the backstory with uh, with the innocence one. Like, it used to be like that was what Britney Spears first started with briefly. Yeah. You know, and then she's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. So she left the band. And, yeah. you know, then they're now they're trying to get on the road and she's all this popular person now. Yeah. So the main show uh, for this concert tour, they yeah. were the main thing. So Dream was like just the opening act. But literally, within the last, the next three months after they performed at the mall, Dream shot up on TRL. And, yep. And then I found out it was a P. Diddy. You know, it was his band that he discovered. Yeah. And it just went like, nuts it's a crazy like, well, what happened in this it's, nobody knew whatever happened to them but nope. it was all about dream after the show was over they're like oh so the girls all want to go shopping and i was like okay so <laughs> do you we need to walk with them every store they go to or yeah yeah prepared to do that so yeah you know, what do you want us to do she's like they're like no no they're, they're fine they can walk around on their own we're, we're kind of watching them. but if you could if you see them kind of get like bombarded just please step uh-huh. in like Okay, so I just remember my guys and I just walking around, just keeping tabs on where every which way these girls were all running to, going shopping and stuff after the concert. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, those having fun. Yeah, that those sounds terrible. Fun. Oh god, that must have been so yeah, awful. And nobody will. T- okay, so here's another funny part about that. Nobody, under, nobody would ever believe me with my team. Uh, so one of the girls from Innocence, um, I think she started doing country singing after a while. Yeah, she was wandering around by herself, so I stopped and as she was. Uh, shopping or whatever and she was like asking about like where, where's a good place to eat food and all that stuff so it's like oh, you know and we got the food court I mean, <laughs> great in our shopping center. yeah so i walked her down there she was gonna order some food and just kind of sit there on her own i was like what well, do you want company i mean i hate for you to sit here by yourself she's yeah. like yeah if you don't mind that's cool i was like so i sat there literally at lunch with this girl from the band and yeah. nobody believed me because none of my officers saw me and i was like guess what i just did like whatever yeah <laughs> no i swear to god and i never got an autograph never got a picture of nothing so i was like ah, whatever you never got anything? Oh wow! I still got an autograph. Still got an autograph CD back there somewhere. I just know. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh my god. That's gosh. awesome. Yeah. I and we had Avril I don't think I was there when that happened. Oh, you were. No. When oh, was that? What year was that? Probably the early two thousands, right? At yeah. I was. Uh, I think I was off to Glenwood at that point. Oh okay. Yeah. God, that was a nightmare. Oh, I could only freaking imagine, dude. Dude, the, the fire marshal literally almost shut us down and says, okay, that's it, we're done. We can't fit anybody, anybody else in the mall. That's done. You, you wow. stop. You so know, was that it. at her peak then, or was that like yeah, what? Yeah, just about. Wow. Or when she I, remember would... like, I was like, how, how loud is it going to be? You know, We're in the middle of the center court of the shopping center. This is going to be screaming fans. Oh, no, she's just going to play acoustic, so it's not going to be that bad. No, it was concert-level noise. It yeah. was absolute concert-level noise. And nobody can hear. I'm, I'm screaming on the radio, trying to talk to my guys about things. I had guys yeah. at the stage, I had guys upper and lower, you know, trying to get kids off the rails and stuff like that. Nobody could hear because it was just so loud. Was that before earpieces? We had earpieces. Wow. Oh, know. my That's gosh. That's and crazy. Not a nice person. I'm sorry. She's yeah. just not. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. Oh, red alert. Yeah. Red alert. <laughs> <laughs> can you edit that one out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No. Well, gee, I mean, here's that's something I always talk to people about because I don't know that if you know, like, I'm going to bring this up in future podcasts. Actually, I don't know if you ever remember Shailene Miller that used to work at the Music Land that was there. She used to run that store and then she left and went to work at a different store. Um, her husband, also Jack Miller, ran the store that was in between the Highlands Ranch area and Southwest Plaza, that mall. That, um, but anyway, Jack and us are going to talk about, um, we would go to these conventions and you would definitely like learn quickly who the nice ones were versus the ones that were, you know, not so nice. Yeah. You'll hear this up in a later podcast that we're going to, I'm going to bring this up with Jack is that Jack got to have a smoke with Pink before she broke mm -hmm. and before she got famous because that she was one of the acts we got to see and he said she was one of the coolest people you'd ever meet you know and that's cool to hear stuff like that um we also yeah. got to see britney before she broke and stuff too i remember oh. that that was right before she broke and released her album and everything and it's always neat to hear like I, that's a you know, like you gotta be honest man you know I, that's kind of shows where the career goes too is what i was gonna say is that you know if you're not you know, if you are humble and nice and you project a good personality, I think that you're going to have a long, long career. If you put on that diva status and, you know, attitude, then they ain't, ain't going to go over very well with people and they're going to get that so work. I have an acting story just similar oh, to cool. story. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Kind of so, yeah. So, like, you know, obviously doing the films we do, I mean, I'm not working with, like, A-list actors by any means. Some name talent that I've had an opportunity to work on movies with. When we were shooting Gathering of Heroes... In 2008, there was two named actors in that movie that we used. One was Chris Rackins uh -huh. from The Blue Lagoon. And he literally, uh, my, my coordinator, my stunt coordinator slash director for the film and all that stuff, was a good friend of mine who I've been on his stunt team since 1997. Um, it was really good friends with Chris Atkins. And so he called him up and said, hey, I want to do this movie, and I think you'd be great for this little character, you know, for this role, you know, you should come down, blah, blah, blah. And I met Chris before with my friend Mark because we went out to L.A. one time for the, the Stunt Awards, the World Tour Stunt Awards. Really? Um, at Paramount, yeah. Um, cool. We all got to go, and uh, we ended up staying at Chris's house uh, while we were out there for that, and, we got, and I got to really meet him and, you know, get to know him as a person, which was, like, really cool person, right? Really great dude. So in 08, when we were shooting a movie, we were, you know, coming out here, we, we were on a shoestring budget to do this movie, really. It was more of a movie of passion from us as a, as a company, you know, all written and, and done by all of us. It was kind of just one of those experiments to say, hey, what yeah. we want to do, let's see what we can go with it. And so there was not much of a budget, if not any budget, um, but, you know, he was able to persuade these, you know, main talent to come in on this project, and I remember... Uh, my, my director called me up and said, hey, you know, Chris is coming to town to do the film. You know, we got a couple of weeks with him, so would you mind? Can he stay at your place? Sure. So, like, for literally two weeks, Chris Fraxton's hanging out my house while he's doing his scenes, and I got to type them at night. We, we hung out, watched movies all night, or talked about all kinds of experiences and things. Yeah. So he's a great guy. Yeah. Absolutely a great guy. And actually, he ended up doing, um, on VH1 at that time, there was a show that came out called Confessions of a Teen Idol. Okay. It was uh, produced by uh, Scott Bale and Harvey something. The guy who used to play in Wonder Years, uh, he played Wayne. Okay. Brother Wayne. Um, oh, Wonder yeah, Years. yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. <clears throat> so him and Scott Bale did this thing, and they wanted mm -hmm. to basically do a reality show where he basically talked about bringing all these older talent members that aren't anything in the industry anymore and put them all together in a house. And the oh. idea was to try to revitalize their careers in the acting world, and they're just going to shoot it as a reality style show, of like them trying to get back out in the world to be known again. And it had people from Baywatch and Joshua Jackson, and I can't remember the other guy. There was a guy from Grease Two that was on there, and all these different people. And Chris was on it. Uh -huh. And so, of course, I had to watch while it was going on, and, and it was just before he was coming out to see us. 
and shoot our film that uh, <laughs> it was it had aired and i was like oh i got so many questions so when he finally showed up i was like chris i hope you don't mind but i have to ask you these questions about this stuff we watched your show convention teen i was like oh my god i don't know of course you did i'm like you know we, we supported it but i have questions like all right what do you want to know <laughs> so i'm asking these guys like well he's like first off reality tv is not reality tv i was like well that's cool I get that. Being in the industry, I get it. I mean, everything's pretty much scripted, right? So Kardashians, all this stuff, it's all scripted stuff. They just give you an idea and say, this is where we're going to go with it, and then we're going to roll cameras and just, just have fun. Okay, great. So, you know, the idea was they all lived in this house. He's like, I went home every night. <laughs> He's like, I just stayed there. <laughs> He's like, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Come back the next morning. Start the cameras up again. And he was like, okay. The producer come over and say, hey, you know what? I want to. I want you to pick a fight with this person. You know, we're going to get this kind of little scene going. And then, you know, just take it from there and just kind of improvise and see how it goes. Just kind of get to an argument. You know, really pick his butt. So, you know, it was, just, it was fun to hear those experiences. But, you know, it was a really cool dude. The second story I have with that same story, or is that same idea, is one of the actors that we also got to play in the movie, who's done a couple movies with us, is Mark Cove. Um, from the Karate Kid, yeah, Sensei John Kreese. Yeah, and of course, yeah. he's very popular again because yes. of the Cobra Kai series, yes. which is amazing. Oh, I love uh, it! Very yeah. excited, happy for him to to, to have that uh, notoriety back again. And that show is just awesome. Good shot with it. Yes. Yeah. So when I was and I had an acting scene with Martin Cove in this movie, like, mm -hmm. and he literally punches me in the, in the scene, and I get jerked across the room. You know, in this, in this, uh, on a wire table and stuff, and we just had this cool little acting sequence together, and we shot it like two or three days, and I was just so nervous, you know, getting to meet him because I grew up in the Karate Kid. And oh yeah, he and he's an iconic person with that series, right? Oh yeah. The problem is, he's done a lot of stuff. They just know him from Karate Kid. Yes. Where you hear about those actors who get typecast, right? Pigeonholed. You know, yeah. Pissed off because you want to ask him about that. So yeah. we're talking about like talking to certain uh, celebrities that just are not cool people based off of what you see. Yes. I was very concerned with him because he's a he's a very intimidating person. First yeah. off, from the character he plays, you just love to hate him. But I was like, oh, please don't be an asshole. But like, I, I want to talk about Karate Kid so bad. You know, I, would, I have questions yeah. about that too. You know, and but I was like, nope, I can't do that. I got to be professional. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring it up, and my my director pulled me aside. He's like, hey, don't be don't be concerned or alarmed. If for some reason in the middle of the scene he decides to change dialogue on you, because that's just kind of how he operates. But you know, we'll go with it. It'd be fine. I'm like, okay, cool. And we did our scenes, and we had a good time. And like halfway through shooting that day, he finally started loosening up with everybody, kind of being really cool and kind of chummy. And then literally after our take, he started belting out a Karate Kid line just like caught me off guard. You know, because he had a flub or something like that. He's like, you got a problem with that, Sam? I was like. Oh. You did. Oh my god, this is so cool. And then we started just like afterwards, we're just bantering back and forth and throwing out stupid lines. And you know, he's like, Shoot the legs, hey, come on, let's go. And, you know, we're, 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 it was awesome. That yeah. makes you feel really good when that stuff happens. It man. does. There's another one too, uh, another guy who's actually really prominently well known as a stunt coordinator stuff. His name's James Liu. He's been in the movies since the 70s. He's fought almost every single major action star there is. Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know if he did Seagal, but all these major players. He's done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies. Uh, big name ones down to like low budgets and you know that kind of thing. But when you see him as a person, he's very intimidating looking. Like he looks like a badass. He is a badass, but yeah. he looks like a badass. Like he's like, you don't cross that guy's path. I mean, he just does not look like he's a friendly guy. But I've known those movies. I've seen him because he stands out in every scene he's in. He just has that really cool look. When we did this movie, it was called Legacy to Tengu, which sadly has never come out. Um, we shot it in 2011. 
it ended up getting picked up in distribution, but the distributor went under, so we don't know whatever happened to the product. It just does. It's just out there oh, somewhere. Man, we've never seen it. Yeah, so we and we didn't even get a cast viewing of it, so we don't even know what the final product looks like. But we brought him out for this movie, and he was going to star in this film, and I got cast as like his sidekick. There was two of us. There was me and a girl that were cast like his sidekick. He's the hero, and he has these two little. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sidekick heroes with him that we go around fight crime and all that stuff in, in the movie. And it was kind of like a Batman and Robin kind of thing, the way at least I played the character with him. Yeah. Again, getting to know him and meet him, I was very nervous and concerned, like, okay, please don't be an asshole because I just have this picture in my head of what you are. Yeah. And oh my God, it was the complete opposite. That guy is so humble. He is so funny. He is so down to earth. And he was in Hot Shots Part 2 and, you know, oh, he's wow. like comedy was Big Trouble Little China. He's done, you know, he's in that. He loved uh, Tropic Thunder. You know, he's done all these things. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves comedy. Yeah. 100% comedy. He does a lot of action, but he's like all about comedy. He wants to do all these comedy movies. Mm-hmm. And he's just so funny on set and just, you know, to talk around. Now he's a really good friend uh, to all of us. And he'll, you know, he'll, he'll wish me a happy birthday on Facebook and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We got to, you know, throw things out once in a while. But he's done so well for himself. Uh, he got an Emmy uh, a couple years ago for uh, stunt coordinating for Luke Cage on. Uh, Netflix for Marvel. Nice. Because he did the entire stunt coordination of all that mm-hmm. series. So uh, his he just got remarried. His stepson is uh, Ryan Porter, who's Beast Beast Boy in Titans right now. Yeah, he's he's doing great. He's he's a cool dude. That's so it was awesome. Of meeting those people, they were kind of iconic to you. Thankfully, they weren't the the opposite of what you thought they were. They're like yeah. they're one hundred percent humble, really cool people. Yeah. Do you ever talk to them and ask them for advice about the industry and, and that? I did. I did. I talked to. To James Liu a lot about it while we're on set and stuff because you know he's huge into Hollywood and what he does and and really he he was like more enthralled and inspired by what we do as a local company for movies because working on bigger films you, even though you it's a big film you get more constraints and stuff like that we have more freedom when you're working with independent yeah and doing your own kind of creative yes. outlet right yes. he was very envious of the fact that this is what we've had done and produced and do that so now he's tied to our actual company our team Rocky Mountain Stunts and uh, Fusion Factory Films that we are you know he's a named person at the top tier level of this and he does a lot of our projects with us and you know we kind of collaborate back and forth and so I, I had a lot of you know questions about the industry and how it works, and especially on the stunt side of things. Unfortunately, it's still old school Hollywood at that point, so it's really a boys' mentality. So if you don't know the right people, they, they don't want to accept you. You yeah. don't get in. You have to like be, mm-hmm. you know, either you have something very specific and magnificent um, to to offer, or you just have to know the right people in order to get your foot in the door. Yes, it's a very yeah. guarded mm-hmm. kind of secret. So it's, yeah, it's a very like big demographic for sure. Oh yeah. What gets you up every day to want to do that, then? Uh, it's a passion. Uh, it doesn't feel like work. Okay. Uh, we can be there on set for 15 hours, and it will never feel like it's a long day because we're working hard. It's just it's where I want to be. I'm a showman. I like to be in front of the camera. I have fun. Yeah. I meet some really great people and experiences on it. You know, I, acting has always been a big part of my life, even through grade school and high school. It was there. Uh, the downfall, unfortunately, and it's probably more so just you know in my sake because i'm here in colorado but yeah it doesn't work it doesn't really exist here in colorado but it can that's the thing it can if that we fought every year with our governor to change the dang you know tax incentive to get that up here so yes. we get more value yeah. but they just don't want to do it they want to put it on tourism and everything else but they do not want to touch the arts and the entertainment industry for some reason right now is like the biggest time for a change in the industry and like to embrace yeah. 
the change would be really, really good for Colorado, I think. The independent film market has the biggest opportunity right now to jump in and have the biggest say in creative control with a lot of things. I mean, you're seeing it everywhere right now. And yep. uh, I think because a lot of people are moving out of the industry, to, to be honest, because of COVID and everything, and it might change here, but the way things are so expensive to, to do there, that's why a lot of people go to, like like you said, New Mexico or you know uh-huh. other places. Georgia, because Atlanta, yeah. they're in Vancouver, they're in, now they're in Michigan. Yeah. You know, actually, it was because of the whole DC films. They went and shot Superman of Steel and Donald Justice and you yeah. know Justice League all out in Michigan. So that revitalized their entertainment industry out there. So now they're just like going like crazy up there. Yes. Movies. Um. You know, it's, it's Toronto. Toronto. I mean, yeah, I, mean really, I mean, it's yeah. United States. I mean, like even Colorado for that matter has, you know, I mean they have so many ways to fuel that that industry. I mean. I mean, you got everywhere from the nature part of things to the city part of things to the suburban kinds of things. I mean, there's there's so many different places you can film there. And well, that's what's kind of cool about Colorado. You can go four different directions, right? Yes. And go forty miles each direction. You'll completely get a different train look for Colorado. Exactly. Fall for us with New Mexico is New Mexico looks exactly like Colorado, so it's easy yeah. to shoot it there. It's like, yeah, we're in Colorado. <laughs> it, it's sad, but I mean, ho- hopefully things will change, and maybe somebody will. Hey, this might be. The, it's not like they're hurting for income now with the way the no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. you know so I can see why it might if things were hard and difficult yeah let's try this out you know but um right. but I wanted to do this with you because I would love to do a follow up you know like a year from now or something like that if you'd love to do that for sure oh I'm totally down absolutely that'd be great because I kind of if you listen to any podcast at all I mean they it's amazing to see the people bring them the people that they know from the beginning to like where they are now there's these people that had these little important parts in my life that i want to bring out in the forefront believe it or not you definitely play a part in my life Aww. buddy <laughs> so Thank you. and That's i like awesome. well i mean aspirations are the biggest thing man and like i guess if i if i wanted to tie it into why you are important is because it's important for you to follow your dreams man do what you love and what you enjoy. Also, not forget where you come from and respect what you do. Um, obviously, yeah. you've made a great career for yourself doing, you know, working with the security company. But you definitely, in a heartbeat, if you could do this every day, I want to support everybody in their in their in their adventures in their life. So it's yeah. important oh, to get. That's get, awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to keep on seeing everybody do really well. You know, everybody. Well, and I, how cool is this kind of you know platform, right? Because yeah, I mean, I know podcasts have been around for a while now, but I think they're kind of getting more and more popular with the the fact that everything was shut down last year in COVID, and people mm-hmm. had to come up with more creative outlets to kind of continue on, right? Continue yes, their yeah. life somehow. Mm-hmm. And you know, this whole streaming service of stuff just like became an explosion. You know, in a sense. And when people, you know, can come up with the right niche and, you know, kind of exploit that a little bit and then they start really working on it, man, man it's just insane what they're coming out with. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like the same thing. It's like, um, I, for me, for acting, you know, we, when everything got shut down, I was like, well, what do we do? There really wasn't much of anything to do. Like, even acting classes. I mean, yeah, some of them went to, like, Zoom classes you could do online. It's a little bit different. It's a little challenging because you're not really face-to-face with somebody other than a screen and you know it's just you're, you don't have that presence with them mm-hmm. but you know what i found is like I, like everybody else every adult essentially during covid 
got into that stupid app TikTok, right? <laughs> they out a few years ago, that was more of like a teen thing, right? The, the, yeah. the kids were all on that stuff, right? Or they just like having fun with it. Now the adults kind of took it over, essentially. <laughs> Everybody kept seeing videos. Yeah. When I first downloaded it, it was just all about like, you know, well, COVID made me do it. You know, I was like joking, you know, things about it. I mean, it was all about the adults. And, you know, here's, yeah. here's the new generation. Well, here's the older generation. Now we're taking over and having fun with it. And I got, you know, I got sucked into that dang rabbit hole. And yeah. I started finally like playing with it myself. And I, I stumbled upon the acting side of it. I've seen a few of these things. I think I've seen them. Uh, yes. I put them on Facebook. I put them on social media. A, a couple of them. But if you actually look at my actual page, I'm like, I got a, a lot of videos on there now. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I got to tell you, there's some funny things that happen with that stupid thing. I got a following now. Um, I'm almost, you know, I'm not popular by any means, but I, 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 I was more than I ever thought it would be. I connected with like a group of like maybe five or six people that are on there that are constant that I get requested to do videos with or that, you know, I jump in on their lives once in a while, chat up with them, or we send messages back and forth, or, you know, they're always commenting back and forth on all of our videos. We're all doing sort of hype up and supports. I literally got a shout out just recently about a content creator who like changed your life. There was a soundbite about that. And I got tagged into it. I'm like, Oh my God, Holy cow. Are you serious? So I did it. And I, I reciprocated the love and did a couple others that I like to get connect with. And it became this little train thing. Wow. And I'm like, how, how is this? And so, like, three of them, like, or two of them, for sure, um, I I end up talk to outside of the app now. Like, I have Zoom calls with the one that's in Texas that I do a lot of videos with. She's a great person. And then another one who I found out lives here in Denver. (laughs) And she was, like, you know, following me around on these things. And we do videos back and forth and doing messages. And then I found out one day in her life that she lived in Denver. So we actually met up in person and, you know, had a cool conversation and meet up there. And, you know, become really good friends and such. So, that app has been a lot of fun for me too. And, you know, you do these little, you know, things like podcasts and, you know, kind of like reconnecting with people or just like trying to put yourself out there and do things that kind of did the same thing. And what I used it for, for the acting side is to continue to practice for acting. Even though like most of them are lip synced, right. Uh, That's kind of what that app is really designed for. I mean, Uh there's videos on there that actually use my voice and actually do an acting scene, but most of them, I'm just recreating the scenes of whatever the sound bites are. So I have to lip sync the actual dialogue, but you know, I'm still acting in a sense because I'm emoting. I have to come up with an idea of what I think that character is doing or feeling in that scene. So I have to kind of like be animated with it. I got to, if it's an emotional range, I got to really try to get to emotional pitch with it. You know, I've done some very, you know, dramatic scenes and, you know, got the tears rolling and all that stuff just, just by lip syncing the words of what was on that scene. So I'm using it for an experience of continuing a training aspect of acting, which I love. I mean, it's insane. And I'm getting, you know, I've been off for a little bit. And people are like, where you been, dude? What's going on? I, Come on, I'm taking these videos. Let's get some out there. And I'm like, okay. So I did like four of them in a row the other night. And then everyone's like, comment. I'm like, welcome back. We missed you. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. How fun is this? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. What a great feeling, yeah. man. Cool. It's a great. It's awesome. Um, where can people find you out on uh, TikTok? So it's uh, stuntman underscore 77. Or you just type my name, Sam Del Rio, and it'll pop up the same thing. That's yeah. awesome, dude. That's amazing how these platforms like that can do that. You're not gonna right. be you're not gonna be drinking like uh, some uh, some ocean spray on a skateboarding time soon, are you? Or... <laughs> no, can you believe that though? <laughs> I mean, some of those things that awesome. actually make the viral videos are like really yeah. that's viral. Holy yeah. cow, that's insane. That's what the same. But I love that too. I mean, it's like, you know, just somebody didn't even ask for it, you know? It was like, it just yeah. just happened. And it's because. But even mainstream media even talks about it that way. Like, you know, now they become stars. Now yep. they're TikTok stars, right? Crazy to me. 
Yeah. But, hey, people love reality. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've been dealing with reality ever since um, the real world, and you know, they're reviving. Yeah. Now they're reviving yeah. that now. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the the real the original real world uh, cast is doing. They are it is it's out now. They have like a whole MTV thing that's like a re a reboot of it, like of the original oh, cast. Yeah. Well, and MTV's MTV's actually redoing themselves uh, through um, um, Unplugged, Yo MTV, oh, wow. Yo MTV Raps, and oh. Dave Grohl's got a series coming out. Of, um, his mom's a teacher, and they're going to be okay. doing that also, apparently. Which so MTV's got this whole idea, which was is smart, you know. Like maybe go back to the music, you know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> go back to what made you popular. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what I grew up on, you know. And I think. Talk about that too. Let's talk about reboots and, and the rehashes of stuff. Oh like, my gosh! Know, yeah. Can, can not can we not get like more original at this point? Yeah. I mean, we've had so long to kind of come up with something cool, but yeah, we always go back to yeah the beginning again. It's like why? I mean, yeah. some things just should be left alone. Everybody has their own thing, you know, and the thing is, is like I get exactly what you're saying because there's so many creative people out there that need yeah. to be given a chance, writers, um, um, directors, as far as creating um, work out there and to just reboot everything, you know, when you could be creating something new and wonderful. That's where the independent market is, you know, is, yeah. you know, let's let's see yeah. what we can do and let's let's create something new and not just try to make a paycheck. Let's do some actual art, you know. Yeah. You know, and, well, you look at like Netflix and Amazon Prime with their original content now, right? They've produced some really great shows or movies that are original, not mm -hmm. a reboot or something that's franchised out yeah. from the studios. So, I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. The independency is huge. Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen that with, you can go to Netflix and watch a martial arts movie from across the country. You know, I love that about Netflix. You can actually look at content from another country as far as a right. movie goes. You know, and I think that's awesome, you know, because we, you know, we were so Americanized here that sometimes there might be something from another country or an independent market or something that you would not be aware of because all you see is all the, the mass production stuff out there. Not to say that the mass production stuff isn't good. I mean, we, we all like our, you know, I, I love my comic book movies and I was going to bring that, I was going to bring that up with you. Have you seen Justice League yet? Yeah, okay, thank God we can talk about that. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk yes. about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So, go ahead. You go first. Uh, Marvel DC, I will always say I'm a DC fan first. Yeah. Then Marvel. I am very happy with the way they approach the Marvel content mm -hmm. uh, and bring it to the screen and, and TV. Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic, phenomenal. Yes. There are characters that I would never watch from Marvel that I'm now fans of because of what they've done with it. Right? Yes. But DC has always been my thing. Yes. And of course, in particular, Batman. I've always been a big Batman fan, Robin, that kind of thing. That was always my thing. I, I mean, Superman was great, but I was always, for some reason, really to the darker side, and I, I wanted to be Batman. When they reintroduced you know, Man of Steel and bringing in Henry Cavill for the character, yes. I thought they did a phenomenal uh, oh, job yes, of casting definitely. him to do it. I mean, he is a perfect Superman. Now I hear that they want to try to reboot it or redo something else again and not bring him back into it, which is like stupid. Stupid, stupid. Don't, don't do that. You know, you've got uh, something. You have a marketable thing because he's... That's who he is. When they finally introduced Batman into it and redid the whole thing. Well, first off, I mean, I love Batman. I mean, we don't need the, all these different reiterations of Batman all the time. Yes. I don't know how many times I have to go back and see his origin story. So we we get it. Stop yeah. This, right? And now we're going again with Robert Pattinson to come out with the Batman when it's his younger years. Like, yeah. We already know that. 
I don't care about that. Yeah. I want to go forward with it. Like, I, we have yet to see a cool Robin in the damn Batman universe. Bring those characters. But you know they are. You know who's going to be in the um, Flash, right? Besides... Yeah, between the two Batmans. Yes, exactly. They are tying history, which I think is awesome. Michael Keaton, yeah, one of the best. The Godfather of Batman. Yes. <laughs> and I'm so glad to see him doing it. Zack Schneider, Justice League, and with the response it's getting, and with the possibilities of the multiverse... I hope they take a cue as to making it realize it's about this, right. you know, focus right. on the storyline. So disappointed from the Justice League original cut. You can tell they threw I it together. Well, yeah, it was horrible. And so when they finally said there is another version out there that Zach has done and made it his way because he had to step away at the time, I was like, oh, that would be fantastic. And then, yeah. of course, it just started becoming this thing, right? It became a pop culture iconic movement to say, no, we want to see that version. Yes. And it got so popular, they finally said, okay, we'll just go ahead and do it. And now it's here, right? His version, the way he wanted to see it. Yeah, and it's four hours long, first off. But it goes by it. like that. It does. You do not realize that it's a four-hour movie. Now, see, I was a Lord of the Rings fan, too. And when that's, when the special editions came out, I was like, I'm in the theaters. I will watch the special editions. I don't care if it's three and a half hours. Yeah. I don't care. I'm there. You do not feel that it's four hours long. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, the scenes they put into this thing—the story is so much better. And I've now been watching videos online about where they, the uh, intercuts together of showing Josh's version versus Zach's version on the same sequences. Yeah. Like, Holy cow! The differences are, are insane. This is the definitive version. This is what it should have been. And the way they approached it, the, the darker tones that they put into this thing, this was amazing. The comic book movie. This was awesome. Yes. And so I'm very thrilled. I'm very now happy with the whole product of it. I really do think Ben Affleck was a great Batman. He was the Batman version I've always wanted to see. Brooding and just like down and out. Let's just beat some people down. And he had the girth to it, right? The muscle suits look good. It's just amazing. So I, I hope he gets his own movie back again. I hope they bring him back for more. I know he's going to be in The Flash, but I hope he gets his own standalones. I'm not too thrilled with the Robert Pattinson Batman coming out, but I'll give it a chance. As a fan, mm-hmm. I will give it a chance. Now there's a new trend. It's about to trend. Uh, they, they just somebody posted a video on like all the times across the multiple Pacific, Mountain, Central, Eastern time zones that they want to start throwing out on Twitter. The, the hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. They want a new movement to say you're going to now bring us the sequels to these Justice League movies with Zack Snyder's vision, mm-hmm. and then a new Batman and all this stuff. And they're now they're pushing it from the fandom out back to HBO because they've made an announcement. In Warner Brothers, you're not going back this way. We're going to do our own thing going forward, which I think is very stupid. This is making a lot of money for HBO right now. People have jumped on board to uh, sign up for HBO Max because of this release. It's the same thing that happened with Disney Plus when Mandalorian came out. Yeah. Things shot up like crazy for their stock, and things happened on that app. I mean, it was literally crashing. Oh, that was, oh no, that was um, WandaVision. Even crashed the Disney app every night at midnight because everyone was trying to clamor. Oh, that, that was so good. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're just doing facey face with that stuff. Uh, they're doing great things. So, like, but this, oh, my, this Justice League cut, oh, perfection. I'm so, I'm so yeah. happy and thrilled with it. I've watched it twice now. The, the basic fan, the one that doesn't know a lot that's going on, is that Zack Schneider pulled himself out of the project. So, for him to get that permission to do this movie is astonishing. And also, if you look at his record of his movies... From like Dawn of the Dead to Watchmen to this. 300? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Look at John Favreau or look at Kevin Feig with Marvel. Give Zach the power, you know, Warner Brothers, you know. Listen to the fans, listen to the creators. The creators that are doing this are fans. 
I mean, they can do so much stuff with the Ben Affleck Batman. You know, there's night, there's Nightwing, there's there's so many possibilities. And the artist is telling you that they want superhero movies right now. It's the popular thing right yes. now. Yes. I mean, every year there's a superhero something coming out, and it's making millions. So yeah. clearly, that's what people want right now. It's going to come down. Am I going to watch this ten years from now because the story's good? That's what it comes down to. It needs to stand the test of time. We'll exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you this earlier, too. Now we're really getting into it. Did you see Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood? Yes. You must have loved that movie, then. I did love that movie. Pretty much a stunt guy who was like, <sighs> you know, a fleeting stunt guy. And also an actor, too, because like, Leo's character is like, he's a well-known actor, but he's also not really doing a lot of good content yeah. anymore, so he's trying to get back into you know, that persona and really hit that one big movie again. And, you know, so you're seeing both those dynamics. And it's great that they're, like, best friends, right? Because it's, like, his personal stunt double. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And they're uh-huh. kind of all around. I wanted to tie it into what I've been hearing. And this is something that a lot of people have been petitioning for in um in Hollywood right now. And because we got the Oscars coming up. One of the things they're petitioning for, is you, you, I don't know if you know what I'm going to bring up here, is that they want to petition to have a stunt award. So an yeah. individual stunt award and then an actual action sequence scene in a movie right. for an award. And I think right. they should. I mean, if you're going to give for cinematography, if you're going to give for effects, supporting, soundtrack. Makeup. You get an Oscar for makeup and costume design. Yes. But yet here we are. I'm very passionate about it, too. I mean, I have a lot of friends in the industry. I do quite a bit of daring things. I mean, am I in massive blockbuster movies? No. But I still put myself out there like I am in every little project that I do. I've set myself on fire. I've fallen off buildings. I've fallen downstairs. I've crashed cars. I'm getting punched in the face. You know, I'm doing just about I'm getting blown up off of mini tramps. I'm, you know, wire works, all that stuff. I'm putting my body out there for the betterment of the action sequence for the film, right? So we are literally putting our lives on the line every single day when it comes to what we do in the industry. Now, we are very safe. The stunt performing community is a very safe industry to be in because we take every precautionary measure as best we can to make the action sequences look daring, but also take in the safety of the actual person. But accidents happen. You just can't control it sometimes. Things just go awry and... Unfortunate things happen. But that also kind of brings to light about how dangerous the profession truly is. And if you even think about like the old school days in Hollywood, you know, with, when it came back from the old westerns and stuff, I mean, they didn't have nearly the amount of like technology we did. And those guys are really jumping out of horse carriages and falling down mountains, doing all that stuff. It's insane. So for us to risk our lives that way, and because movies are selling based off what the action is, right? Mm-hmm. People are enthralled in that. If you look at the blockbusters, of Marvel movies, in a sense. They're all action-based. The blockers of Transformers are all action-based. You know, all the things that these big Hollywood directors are putting out there at this point that are making, you know, tons of money, it's the action sequences, it's the action-based movies that are, like, you know, really driving that. It's these big movies. And so for the community to do that, why is it such a problem for you to not recognize that in the category at this point to say, let's recognize the men and women who really put their freaking lives on the line. Yes. To make this star look good in this movie that we are now putting up as a best picture. They are insane to not do that. Yeah. And we have fought year after year after year. And it's trending again uh, this year again about like get the, yep. the, mm-hmm. the Oscars. Like you were saying, there's a new trend out there where they're trying to push this hard again to put it in there. My buddy James Liu, you know, he, he's I, he's part of that movement. and you know. Oh, really? Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, give them the notoriety that they deserve mm-hmm. because 
the things we do are not simple. Otherwise, everyone would have been doing it. Every actor would be their own stuntman. Everyone would be Tom Cruise mm-hmm. making their own stuff, and they're not. Yeah, We're doing it for you, and we are risking our lives and our body and our health and our safety to put something beautiful on screen that would be memorialized yeah. you know, for the long term. Mm-hmm. And people are enjoying that work and recognize that work. Yeah. It is very much time. It is you. You you said it a hundred percent right there. Um, there's so many dramas that have action sequences in it that you don't realize if there's a crash scene or if there's a you know fight scene or or whatever it might be. You know, like, and it is those people that are putting themselves on the line that are doing that. And to put that, I mean, I can tell you, like, there's going to be at least five movies that you watch. You're going, wow, that action sequence was amazing. Or that stunt sequence was amazing. I mean, like, that's why we love the John Wick movies, like we just mentioned earlier so much. You think that was all just done because they just, okay, we're going to do this scene and it's just going to happen. It's planned out. There's a coordinator that's doing it. There's somebody teaching them how to do that before they even make the movie. What we're saying here is just give props where props need to be given, you know? Give the respect. Let's, it's the dues. Let's get the dues out there. If we, if we get it, if we get an Academy Award for catering, (laughs) <laughs> oh <laughs> my god they sort of recognize it now in the Emmys right we're starting to get Emmys for it like yeah. you know James got an Emmy for stunt coordinating yeah uh, maybe not the stunt performers themselves are getting it but he got it recognized as a stunt coordinator for the work he did um, yeah. so it's it's starting to build a little bit but yes the officers need to Step into the new the new millennia. You know, let's get let's get this right, and you know, yep. recognize these people for what it is that we're doing, and show that notoriety that we deserve. Well, maybe they need the television people to get the hey, look what's going on. Because look at, I mean, look at Game of Thrones, look at Mandalorian, look yeah. at WandaVision. I mean, all those are mini movies that have action sequences in them that have yep. stunt coordinators involved with it. I mean, there's a, yep. I mean, there's so much cable television that has that has it out there now. Let's just get it out there. So no, I know yeah, I'm absolutely. glad you uh, went down this rabbit hole with me because yes. it was something definitely I wanted to talk about. And, yeah, and it's um, very frustrating. I, I I I always get upset. I mean, again, I'm not I'm not a Hollywood stuff guy. I mean, but I put my life on the line for what I do, and yeah. I put all my passion into what I do. And I respect the men and women that are up there doing it even bigger. Yeah, and they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. Okay. Do you remember the like what music you listened to when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, because I grew up in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, what was so some of the stuff you were into? Old stuff. Uh, so, I mean, I, like I said, I've been to everything. So, back then, um, you know, it was, I definitely was a Michael Jackson fan. Uh, rock style, I was definitely Def Leppard, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, you know, old school, you mm-hmm. know, kind of rock. Um, I wasn't really into, like, Pink Floyd and, and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff from the 70s and such until yeah. later on in life mm-hmm. when I really got to appreciate it more. But, uh, I mean, I think I kind of went with the eras that I was going, that I really kind of got into it more than I was following with everything that's pop culture at that point. So yeah. I followed everything. Um, and you go to the 90s, you know, I started getting into the runs. Yes, Pearl Jam, love Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, even for like the, you know, I don't even think they consider a boy band, but like, you know, remember Savage Garden? I mean, I saw Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a great concert. Uh, gosh, what else was that? I got into the 90s. So TLC. I mean, yeah. I got into the hip hop community for a little bit. Do you have a favorite song? I have several. One of the uh, current ones right now, because I'm on a country kick right now at this point. Within the last year or so, I got into a country kick. And um, so I'm a big uh, Brantley Gilbert fan. Okay. Um, I love Bottoms Up. 
uh, especially the collaboration he did with um, uh, TI, I think it was. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It was a great collab for Bottoms Up. I love that version of it. I hear the original, but I can't. I have to always go back to the other one. Yeah. Uh, I've now got into Kane Brown. I got to see him in concert, in a drive-in concert, because we had the pop-up screens. Oh, yeah. Pop-up cinemas. Uh, throughout the summer last year because of COVID. So yeah. our mall actually literally had that and then they started doing concerts once a month with it. So Kane Brown, we did that. We opened it with Blake Shelton and then we did, um, then Kane Brown came through and we had a Metallica one and a couple different versions of it. But I went to the Kane Brown one and I was like, oh, this is awesome. He is a perfect, fantastic performer. Uh-huh. Um, I can't wait to see him physically live in a concert, but I love a lot of his songs. Okay. Um, like a Rodeo is really cool. Um, what If, that's a great song, obviously. So th- that's kind of like that Jason Aldean, I mean, I kind of made into his stuff right now, too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, like, I was a big Metallica fan. Yeah. So, uh, Whom the Bell Tolls, Fade to Black, those are my, you know, couple of my biggest favorite. Of course, Master of Puppets and, mm-hmm. you know, Enter Sandman, that kind of stuff. But, like, really, it was Fade to Black and uh, Whom the Bell Tolls that I really loved the most. Awesome. On, his, on those albums, even one. One was amazing uh, deal, too, so. Do you have a favorite uh, rap song? I don't necessarily have a favorite rap song because um, I kind of listen to us. Uh, I don't listen to like a huge variety of rap because like, some of it I just like yeah. I don't really get into. Uh-huh. Uh, but I am an Eminem fan. Yeah. Um, I love some of his stuff. I like some of his newer stuff that he just came out with. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, I, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it was it's a really good song that I downloaded. On, it's on my playlist for writing and workouts when I, when I go out to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's some of his newer stuff, but it definitely his older stuff is really great. You know mm-hmm. the. Uh, Do you have a favorite con- favorite concert you've been to? Uh, I haven't been to many, but yes, uh, the Metallica Guns N' Roses one at Phyllis Green. Oh, that's an awesome yeah, one to have. That was way back in the day. Still, uh, that's a very fun experience with it. But you know, I did have fun at the concert. <laughs> I, I got spit on by some dude in the back behind. You know, I was like kind of pissed. I was ready to fight like half the, <laughs> half the crowd. Wow. <laughs> Holy they were on shit. the greens and I was on the last row of the actual seats and I just I remember getting spit in the back of the head I was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right. there, yeah, I saw another one uh, uh, that I really enjoyed and it's kind of weird because it's not like you know it's not like a, a I mean she is a kind of a name stage she's kind of popular but it's not like a real she doesn't sing by any means but I, I, we, I went a couple years ago with my, my family to uh, Red Rocks to see Lindsey Sterling perform and she puts on a fantastic show, uh-huh. a fantastic show. And she was, um, you know, uh, performing for the first time at Red Rocks. So, and she sold that thing out. Yeah. Isn't she a... A violinist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was, I was going to say, it was like, I know that's yeah. who it is. And I'm like... And she just blew up from there. Now it's, she's just this main thing. Yeah. It's amazing that she blew up, or uh, she sold out Red Rocks. It, Oh, I love that place so much. Yeah. I've mentioned that place so many times in my podcast. Oh, yeah, you have to. When well, you talk to Colorado, you have to go to Red Rocks to see a concert. I tell it to everybody, man, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, anybody you'd like to see in concert that you haven't seen in concert before? Uh, yes, like I said, I would love to see Kane Brown. Yeah, um, that's right. Yep. yep. I, 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 I'm, I'm more excited to go to country concerts than any other concerts now. <laughs> when I think they're a little bit more chill. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's some good people that go to those bad things. I mean, yeah, they all get drunk, but it's a drunk bunch of cowboys. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I want to bring up something you brought up earlier, and I want you to talk about a little bit about that. You're talking about the Rocky Mountain Stunt? Rocky okay. Mountain Stunts. Okay, what, and what do they do? That's my stunt team okay. uh, for movies. And then we have a, a film production company, in a sense, our own little independent company called Fusion Factory Films. That's okay. all tied together. 
So that's the team I belong on. I I joined that team in 1997 with my stunt coordinator, and I have not left since. He has not kicked me out yet. So uh, it's been, you know, 20, 20 some odd years in the making. Wow. And what did, how, how many people did it start out with and how many people now? Uh, it's changed over the years. We fluctuate quite a bit, but there's a core team of us of like uh, six or seven of us that have been there since almost the beginning or around the beginning. I'm like, like the veteran veteran. Like I, I joined with him in 97 and everybody else that started with back then aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we have ties to them once in a while. We'll bring one or two back in or if they're in town or something like that or they, okay. you know, life has changed obviously. But like for me and him, it's, I'm like the only original core one from back then. And then a couple other people since then um, have been around. And then we have new team members. And then we train a lot of actors. So they come in for a while and they leave. And mm-hmm. we'll get new actors come in and train for a while and they'll leave. But we've, we, you know, we build a little bit of establishment of people. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, with our ties to Hollywood with, with James and a couple other bigger names, stunt coordinators out there, I think we can always bring in some of those people mm-hmm. to do, you know, some of our projects and bigger stunts and stuff. So, um, but yeah. Right on, right on. That's 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 uh, the group. Where is your agent based out of then? Never, never. Okay. I belong to uh, Big Fish Talent. Uh, they're one of the bigger ones for the Denver market. Okay. Um, I've been with them since uh, about two thousand, two thousand two. Okay, cool. Uh, right. I think so. They do the acting side for me, and then I do the stunt coordinating and stuff side with my Rocky Mountain stunts. Right on, right on. Does the work have to be only local here, or local there, sorry, in Denver? Or can you do stuff, like, does it get you work outside of Denver and stuff? Like, uh... Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we try not to go into the L.A. market much, California, okay. because okay. that's a very specific market. Um, and in particular now, like, um, for non-union independent, you, know, you can go anywhere uh, for that kind of stuff, because most of us in the industry here in the Denver market are non-union actors. Okay. Uh, we don't okay. belong to Screen Actor Guild or SAG After is now what it's called, SAG After. Um, I'm actually, I am a must join when it comes to SAG right now. I just never actually paid my dues and got an actual SAG card yet. Okay. But I can't do any other SAG projects until I do that next because okay. I've already done my my three or whatever that they allow you to do to join the union. Okay. Um, I'm still on the cusp of like, do I do it or do I not because of how much or how less I'm working right now and yeah. what is actually available to work on. So I got you. Okay. Once you okay. become part of the union, that's it. You, you can't do non-union stuff. You have to only stay with the guild. Oh, yeah. That's but a... I mean, I get it. It's, it's very important because they, they protect your rights essentially from yeah. what you're doing in the industry so yeah. and you know it's just that in my market it's not a big market for that so it's it makes it detrimental for us to do it that way yeah did do a couple things in la um you know a couple little projects here and there um, tv you know a couple tv series or you know tv movies or something like that we've done out there before not too often do we go out that we stick really around colorado new mexico vegas and you know the midwest essentially is that something you think you're going to do then is get your uh, sad card of it? Do you, I mean, you oh, you, think, you talk about your teetering. What's what's what do you think? Uh, are is it because you're scared? Well, here's the thing. You know, I grew up in the industry of like that was the, the pinnacle. Like your career will then be this because you are yeah. now part of that, yeah. right? And yeah. so that's always been that thing. It has been a goal for me to do that. Okay. Um, I think ultimately, yes, I will. Okay. Um, if I really want to focus more into what I'm doing and get that, because it's a, I don't want to say it's a bucket list check off, but it's more of a. It's an achievement, right? It, it's, yeah. it's important for me personally that I have that card that says, hey, yeah. this is it. I mean, I have my own IMDb page. I got my own IMDb credits. I need that next with it yeah. you know, to make it full on for me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, I, I, I definitely wanted to see what your aspirations were from here on out. and um, I know we're close in age and stuff, too, so that's part of it, too, is that you, yeah. you want to do what you love because I think that that's important for the rest of your life. You know, it's right. 
follow your dreams, follow your aspirations, you know? All you can yeah. do is learn from everything. And, and I still think I'm successful. I mean, even though I don't have the mainstream... No there you go. There yeah, you go. I'm yeah. still doing what I wanted to do. I'm still in the industry. I'm still yep. making movies or TV for commercial or something like that. I'm still being paid as a professional actor to be in this industry. Yeah. So I'm happy with that process right now. And I'm also happy that I have a full-time career with it, especially within this last year because I... Gosh, when COVID hit and everything started going down, all my friends that were, that is their job, that is their career path, that is 100% they put everything into, watching that just get taken away uh, at oh. both theater and, and movies or, or you, know, for, you know, cinematography, just watching those projects go away on them all throughout the year. I was like, oh my God, I feel so bad. And I was very lucky because, yeah, I didn't get to do acting stuff, but I still had a, a full-time job and a career, and I was considered essential. So I did not get, like, put on furlough. I had yeah. to work every single day and mm -hmm. do what I had to do the entire time this pandemic has been going on. So yes. it's been very fortunate for me, but at the same time, it threw up a big uh, reality check, too. Going, well, nothing is very permanent, or nothing is very given or guaranteed mm -hmm. at this point. So yeah. That industry, you know, it's a great industry to try to be and strive into, but man, that's 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 an industry that could get impacted pretty quickly now too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this perspective because people need to hear that. You know, it's like it is yeah. heart it is heartbreaking to um see, you know, stuff be put on hold. But now, obviously, this year will be a lot different, and um, we'll start seeing things hopefully pick up for everybody. You know, and and start yeah. seeing that work. You we know, do. we need to get back to normal. Exactly. I hear you 100%. I mean, if there can be a normal at this point, but we need to get back to something. Yes. And I, I, I can see it. I can see the horizon. It's, it's going to, you know, it's going to take some guidelines and some regulations and things like that. But uh, it, it's there. It's in our grasp and it's going to happen. It's just going to be getting everybody on the same page to agree that this is what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, no, I really appreciate you, you know, telling me all about this. I love catching up with you, man. This is that's awesome. Yeah, this has been a fantastic time. Um, this has been uh, Sam Del Rio, and I want to thank you, Sam. And uh, um, thank you, my friend. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds, the music that made us.